Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. everybody welcome to true crime and quarantine a very special episode of true crime and cocktails as always i am your host lauren ash and as always i am joined by my co-hostess with the most s christy oxborough how you doing over there this just in (laughs) (laughs) she's back on her handheld mic everybody and it feels right i am i am and i'm feeling this hair it's not as nice as it was this earlier today but because i've fallen asleep on the couch i'm doing great i love an episode where we can just talk about whatever and we we have a lot of things to cover and i just think it's just been a grand time it has now for those of you listening that are like what the heck are they on about we're gonna give you the whole story like we always do on true crime and cocktails we're gonna give you all the information you need to know but in this episode the case is Christie's journey to California during a pandemic to do a true crime and cocktails press tour, which is what we have just come to the end of. So, uh, dear listeners, the one thing I just want to just want to let you know about right now is that we <laughs> we are at the end of of 10 days of work of of true chaos of of a lot of exhaustion and we decided to leave this episode to record until now one so that we would have the whole story that we could tell but uh it, it two in retrospect it, it <laughs> this was the level of exhaustion that we're at is more than we normally are so buckle in for a lot of manic energy uh because it's gonna get real you know yeah look it's it's been a week <laughs> it's been a great week But it's been a week. And not just that, it's been a day. We're just going on fumes at this point. We wanted to tell the people what's happening. Yeah. They're going to find out what's happening. 100%. We're just going to take them on the journey and 
What a journey. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Yeah, so to make it clear, there's no true crime case in this episode. Much like a callback to our holiday hoot nanny, this is just these two yahoos chatting it up, giving you an update on our lives, an update on all things true crime and cocktails. And, you know, this is kind of this, it's along the lines of the stuff we do on our Patreon. So if you haven't checked us out over there yet, go to patreon.com slash cocktails to learn all about the fun bonuses we offer there every month on top of our normal podcast. Now, the first thing I want to address before we get into the trip, before we get into the the what we're currently in, is something that actually happened a few weeks ago. Now, for those of you who are watching, you may know we always wear matching shirts, but today we're mer- wearing matching shirts that say, damn it. What's that all about? Well, we're going to tell you. So, this is wild. Now, I know we may have alluded to this. I, did we allude to this in an episode before? I can't remember if we did. But I, but we definitely what we definitely talked about in episodes before is our favorite band, The Age of Electric, Canadian band that we are obsessed with. That we recently in recent years, when they did a reunion tour, we flew multiple times to multiple cities to see them play live. Long story short, we wake up one morning and there is an email in our True Crime and Cocktails email box. From Monique Kearns. Shout out. Lovely. Just just a delight. Now, Monique Kearns is the wife of the lead singer of The Age of Electric, Todd Dammit Kearns. Hence the shirts. You see where this, sh- this uh, story is going. So Monique reveals to us that they found our podcast because we told a story on the podcast, if you remember, about us as teens uh, three-way calling someone that we thought was one of the band members, Kurt Dahl, the drummer. Christy found a K-Doll. She was a researcher even then. Who knew? Using her phone book for good. Located in Vancouver, where we were pretty sure he was living at the time. And so she called him. I was on the other line. We were secretly three-way calling. I, of course, remained silent. Uh, she asked for a random name. Of course, this woman who answered said no. And then we called back moments later. She asked for Kurt. The woman, uh, taken aback, also said again, no. Uh, that person, you've got the wrong number. And then Christy said, oh, did I just call there? Oh, I must have accidentally hit redial, which was an amazing save that made no sense, which I believe I encourage you to do. You did. You did. Thank you very much. So yeah. we told this story on the podcast and somehow it managed to get its way to Todd and Monique. And they've listened and they had very kind things to say about the podcast. And then <clears throat> and then Todd invited me onto his YouTube show called Todd Kearns Talks to His Friends. It's so much fun. He talks to actors, musicians, all of these people. And it's just, you know, like a one-on-one interview. And I, dear listeners, here's the deal. And we're going to get into this whole trip. We're going to get into all kinds of details. Christy's gone through an emotional journey uh, on a multitude (laughs) of levels. But here's the thing. I, I mean... I, I've done a lot, uh, you know, in, in my career, a very blessed career, done a lot of interviews, talked to a lot of people, met a lot of people, but never have I truly felt the true panic that was going to be having to open a Zoom window and seeing the lead singer of my favorite band of all time. Like I, mm-hmm. Christy can attest, like, I don't get like this. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to cry. If I can get through the first five minutes without crying, I think I'll be okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, it was like, I, again, like in terms of like, who is the, who are the people like, like for context. And I didn't tell them this. 
Because I was too embarrassed. About to find out. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, Todd and Monique, I didn't tell those. I know, but they're about oh, to yeah, find yeah, out. Yeah, they're about to find out. They listen to the show. <laughs> God. Okay. Todd played an acoustic set here a few years ago in L.A. at a restaurant mm. bar. It has like a performance space. Great intimate space. Genghis Cohen. And I went. Nice. I went to the show, loved the show, sang along, like silently to myself. Again, it's an acoustic set, so I like mouthed along in the back. And then he was like five feet from me after the show, and I couldn't do it. That's the level that I'm talking here. Like, I was five feet from him, and and I wanted to say, hey, great show, I'm a big fan. Couldn't do it. Like, that's the level for me that this person is. And so I was really beside myself like this is the pinnacle for me of of meets of of and then when it's like you know they found us and and she's like they're a fan of the podcast I'm just like this is my mind is so blown and so uh, long story short I opened the zoom that morning and there he is and this is somebody again who like was an integral part of our lives well has always been since you know a very young age and I just was, I don't even know, because I don't think they were recording, so I don't think this will ever be seen, but I feel like I was just like, I covered my face, or I, I just was like, oh my God, or something. And he, he, he did something very so sweet. He, he was just like, come on. <laughs> and it was so lovely yeah. and disarming. And of course, he's Canadian, so he's so nice. And he was so nice to me. And it was just like, it was lovely. I worry that I talked too much. It was solely because of nerves completely because of nerves like what you know hey uh lauren why don't you go talk to your like number one favorite band of all time that you love more than anything here you go but it was so great and so you can watch it live it's it's streaming now if you look up todd's youtube you can see it i think if you just type in like Todd Kearns, his his profile will come up and you can see the episode with me there. But we wanted to give him a huge shout out. Again, we're such big fans and we were so jazzed that they were like, can we send you matching shirts? And we were like, of course, and we would be honored to wear them on the show. So Todd Dammit Kearns, Monique Kearns, uh, thank you so much. You're just the best, the, the sweetest, nicest, made that experience so truly lovely for me. And, and it was a life moment. It really was. For me. Like, yeah. That was pretty oh, huge for me. I bet. Because just finding out the message happened. Oh. I walked. I like I was in our dining room and I walked down the hallway to our office where my husband was working and just collapsed on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, oh, what's up? You do. What's going on? And I was like, I just I don't think that I can say it. And he was like, okay. And then I take a minute and I was just like, well, just got word. Todd Kearns has heard the podcast and he was like, oh, wow. So that's all I have to say is Todd Kearns because he knows of course. what I'm talking about because I've been talking about him uh, for the entirety of my relationship with my husband. So he knows. And just that moment where he just went, oh, this makes sense then. <laughs> I texted my mom and I said, hey. We got an email this morning. Todd Kearns listens to the podcast. My mother wrote back, I can hear you screaming from here. <laughs> like, I have pictures. We'll post yeah. on we'll post on True Crime and Cocktails on Instagram and, and everything. I have pictures of, like, my birthday cakes in high school were, like, my mom or my grandma would decorate with, like, Age of Electric 
and Limb Lifter, which was an offshoot band featuring Ryan and Kurt Dahl, which were the other, it's two sets of brothers in Age of Electric, and they had another um, band called Limb Lifter. And there is a cake. I have a picture of me with it. It's a little bit grainy, but you can see it. And it says AOE in the middle for Age of Electric. And then in little hearts, my mom has put the initials of all the band members. Now, again, I did not reveal this to Todd when I was talking to him, obviously. But, like, this is the yeah. level that we're talking about here. Um, you know, just very, very deep for a very, very long time. Very long time. For one, I can't wait to see the cake photos. Two, when I was, like, 15-ish, uh, I carved a pumpkin at Halloween uh, with the Limb Lifter logo. <laughs> so... I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I remember like the there was a they Limb Lifter played a show in Regina where I was living at the time uh, when I was in my teens. I went to the show and was given because I didn't have a job. So I was given money by my parents to to buy a little merch and extra to get you merch that we could send for I don't know if it was a birthday or a Christmas or something so we had the same limb lifter shirt I remember that I treasured I have that shirt still same yeah same because some things even if it's not going to fit anymore uh some things you just keep one of the uh when they got back together um by they I mean age of electric I went you went you came we met together in Vancouver yes uh we went to go see them there and then I found out that they were also adding dates for Regina, so I drove in and went to that show and wore a shirt that I wore to one of their concerts in 1997. Yep. And I was front row because I was going nowhere else, and I stood there for the whole show, and it was, this is just what you're doing? And Todd acknowledged the shirt. He even signed the shirt for me. It is in a frame in my home with photos of each of the band members from that night. With, I believe, a set list that I convinced <laughs> a very nice roadie to give to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I was also given uh, one of Kurt's drumsticks. You were. That night you as were. well. So there was just uh, the memorabilia alone. Again, these are things we don't tell them, but we well, have know now. now. Well, it, to that I say, find out, Todd. Was the K doll his sister? Was it, were we, <laughs> we need closure to this to this true crime and cocktails mystery for sure. Were, were we close? That's just what I just want to know. I love were it. We close? I love it so much. The last thing I have to say again, uh, you know, obviously we uh, I, I when I first responded to Monique's email, I was like, this is easily the coolest thing that's ever happened to me. But I promise you I will be professional, which I feel like I was. Obviously, <laughs> again, we're, we're we're grown ups. We're adults. We can do this. But the my favorite moment that I very quickly have to share was that at one point. He was walking me through kind of his uh, his story, like his. He was like, "Oh, and I was born here, and and we moved here, or whatever." And I just went, "Todd, you're telling me this as though I don't already know." <laughs> <laughs> it was just yeah. the best. Anyway, so long story short, too late. It was truly, honestly, like it really, without hyperbole, was the one of the coolest things that has ever happened to me. It was. It was a joy. It was a real joy and thrill. And so I would be, I would love for all of you to please check it out again. Todd Kearns talks to his friends. You can find it on YouTube. We'll post, we'll make, obviously we're going to share the link everywhere uh, once it's live, but it will be yes. live as of the airing of this episode of the podcast. So make sure you check that out because it's 
a lot of fun. And I don't know if I can watch it because I feel like I'm going to be horrified at my nerdery and how much I rambled. But again, nerves, nerves. I guarantee you're going to be lovely. Bless. I don't know if you know how to not be. (sighs) Well, that's high praise. That's high praise. You have a charm about you, Miss Ash, whether you know it or not. (laughs) It feels weird to to call you Miss Ash. I liked it. But you know what? It's been a business week. Yep. So it's just... It's just where we're at. Again, the mania. (laughs) The mania is real. All right. So let's get into what the last 10 days of our lives have been. So (laughs) the preamble to this is I appeared on Kelly Clarkson at the end of 2020. If you haven't watched that, look for it because it was a great appearance. In that appearance, I talked about True Crime and Cocktails, the podcast that you're listening to now. (laughs) And in the moment, Kelly said to me, you'll have to come back and bring Christy. And I was like, okay. But in my mind, I was like, are they going to follow up on this? Dear listeners, they sure did. They were so excited to have us come on. And so they had made this offer. And it was one of those things where it was like, oh my gosh, you know, this is going to be a lot in terms of travel, which we'll get into very quickly uh, <laughs> because of the state of the world, because of what it means to fly right now and all of those things. And so we kind of were going back and forth like, uh, is this this is going to be a lot of time away from from, you know, Christy being away from her kids and all of the above. Like, can we make this work? How's this going to go? And then there was some other things added into our schedule, some which we can tell you about now, some which we are not allowed to yet, but we will tell you in general terms what we can and so once we had like three solid bookings we were like you know what we got to do it and that's when when dear christy man she really came through um so why don't we go back to uh how this how when the craziness began i mean well i mean that's hard to it's hard to pinpoint because it's 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 a it's a constant but uh where do you feel that the true kind of wild chaos (laughs) (laughs) started Uh, wow well for me uh, the wildness started the moment it was like well kelly clarkson show want you to come and i went (laughs) no they don't and then it was okay well like they just want me to zoom in right and you were like no and i'm like but but how am i gonna do that and then it was the whole thing of I could justify it maybe if we had more things because obviously I would go see you in a heartbeat if given the chance. It's just a case of the length of time and I'm I'm only a third of the way through this journey. That's the joke. So, because so, normally for yeah. context just remember everybody if this was a you know covid does not exist she can yeah. fly down we can shoot this thing she can go back the next day that's like that's not a problem that's that's unfortunately how yeah. a lot of things in my world have worked for the duration of my career so that's not a problem but with covid there is a quarantine when she gets to california there's a quarantine when she gets back to canada before she can even fly to her home province which is like her home state for people who aren't familiar with the terminology it's and then when she gets back into her own home there is a quarantine involved. So again, the, the levels yeah. to which she is had to go and is going to continue to go are very extreme. Very extreme. But there was already a yeah. quarantine going on in your house. Well, see, that's the joke. To be able to fly back, because there's no direct flight from L.A. to Saskatchewan, I have to take a connecting flight. But because they won't let me do that, 
once you enter the country, you have to quarantine in a hotel for three days in whatever city you land in, regardless. And you, like you take a test at the airport and it's basically the three days are, well, at some point in there, hopefully you get your results. And if your results are negative, then you may fly on to your next destination and then you have to quarantine again. So I finally got around to booking the hotel for this trip. <laughs> and then we get a phone call from from my oldest son's school. He is a grade 10 uh, high school. And we get a call. He is being sent home from school because one of the kids in his class tested positive for COVID. So now everyone in the class is considered a close contact. So uh, my son let me know, like, obviously, immediately we're like, yes, yes, obviously come home. He had a ride. It was fine. And we were like, well, this is unfortunate. I'm leaving in like three days, <laughs> like so few days. So I'm like, oh boy. So now what? And he was like, I don't like, I, I don't, I'm not, I don't really know this person. We don't speak. We've never been very, we don't get close. So it should be fine. And I'm like, that's true. But I can't risk because I had to do a COVID test three days before I was supposed to go before I could fly. So I was like, well, I can't risk that coming up and being positive because my God, the, the way it's set up now with flights in the hotel, I would have just lost the money. And that was a, it's a, not a, not a cheap thing to do. So I'm like, well, that would be unfortunate. So that poor kid, he has a bedroom in our basement and there's a bathroom down there. So my husband went, well, guess what, bud? That's where you live now. <laughs> so <laughs> we, uh, we essentially just like forced him into isolation in the basement. We set up like a little table at the bottom of the stairs. So we would like bring him food, leave it at the bottom of the stairs anything and then when we go to pick the dishes back up we had wipes and hand sanitizer so we'd wipe like all of the plates and anything he had touched and take it all back upstairs I was already in like just manic there was a lot of things going on so to add in not just like here's us we're having dinner I've brought you dinner it's you know I'm headed to bed it's like 11 between 11 and 12 at night I'm tired I'm going to bed do you want anything to eat or drink before I go and you expect just like a maybe a snack and you end up with like a oh I love a sandwich maybe some eggs I don't know and so there's me making just a quick cheese egg wrap at 11 30 at night so I could take it downstairs because again it's a teenager and he eats all the time yeah uh, so I came up with this what I thought was a brilliant idea for a snack bowl so I found the largest bowl that we had and I filled it with like fruit by the foot, fruit strips, granola bars, Rice Krispie squares. I think we had like a, I think there was a box of crackers in there, a bag of chips, like anything I could think of. I threw bananas in there and I'm like, here you go. He's like, Ooh, that's a lot of food. And I went, yeah, that's going to last you for a few days. Well, dear listeners, it did not because again, <laughs> he, he is a teenager. So when I went down the next day, it was half gone. So, but even with those snacks, I still had to make extra snacks for him because that's how it worked. And then we'd get like a text. It would be like a mom with like eight M's. And I'm like, yeah, what's up? And he's like, 
could I get some water? So I'd have to go get his water bottle, wipe it all down, bring it upstairs, fill it, take it downstairs, leave it in a spot. So bless his heart for doing that. But you know what? I think he was living his best life. He was at first like, he was like, I don't know if I want to do this. And then I told him that his younger brothers would not be allowed downstairs during this. And to which he went, oh, yeah, then I can do this. No problem. (laughs) Uh, And he pulled it off. He did. And then he started to get a little lonely near the end. Like he would uh, play games online with his friends and stuff. But I think he just missed having another human around. So well, that's got, the that's the COVID experience. That's that's yeah. the, uh, the the twenty twenty special right there for sure. Yeah, I mean, it got to the point where at one point, like, it was so, like, when do you go? And I'm like, tomorrow. And he's like, and like, once you're gone, I'm like, then you're free. And he's like, like, I'm sad to see you go. I'm like, I know what you're saying. You don't have to continue. <laughs> you're you're sad to see me go, but not all at the but same But you time. love to see me leave. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So he was overjoyed uh, to get out. And then the true joke is, during this week, it was Easter holidays, so there was no school. So he, because my husband's been working, <laughs> that poor kid had to really step it up and deal with his brothers during the day when whenever my husband couldn't so a lot of people had to come together to make it's a family affair we've said it before true crime and cocktails is a family affair certainly uh from your family which is amazing listen he's probably wishing to go back into quarantine at this point so really (laughs) yeah (laughs) but as i said uh, you know if you've seen our instagram post i said you know when i i announced that you were here i was like look there's a lot of quarantining and a lot of tests that went into this we're rules gals we're not taking any risks we're not putting ourselves at risk we're not jeopardizing this opportunity and we're also not putting no. any other humans at risk. That is not how we roll, not on no. our watches. So uh, everything that needed to be done was done. And uh, again, yeah. it, we're again, we're just at the tip of, of this journey yeah. and all the levels. But yeah, that was so funny. I'll never forget. I got that text from Christy and she's like, you're not going to believe this, but my oldest <laughs> has been exposed. And I, I think my immediate response was, can you quarantine till you leave like it was just like we just don't have a choice like it's like we can't we can't risk it for so not only jeopardizing this trip but then also like we know how this virus works and and again neither of us i would ever want to uh put anyone at risk obviously so i'm I'm glad that he was a good sport and again i'm sure now that he's he's on the other side he's like i'm ready to go back down with the food bin um (laughs) couldn't we all just use a food bin yeah Absolutely. I mean, let me tell you, dear listeners, in my suitcase, not one, but three boxes of Mike and Ike's. And that's what I'm calling my quarantine candy, because I would like to make sure I have access uh, when I'm at the hotel, because I'm not allowed to leave my room. Once I'm in my room, I have to stay there until I'm allowed to come out three days later. I'm not allowed to order in food. I have to use their room service which sounds like it's that's very like first world problems Uh, i'm sure it's gonna be fine but i was like i want if i'm gonna want like just a nice candy go prepared so it is in my um i think suitcase i i I think it's kind that you said that's first world problems and i i hear you and i don't disagree with that concept however you know it is it is you know interesting to note that look the canadian government has been very strict until recently, it's worked. Now, recently, there's a whole new wave going on up there. We don't need to talk about that because 
that's boring for everybody in the reality that we live in. However, one of the things that they implemented, like we've we've spoke of, is that there's this mandatory three day hotel stay when you enter Canada and then you have to have a negative test in order to return home. Fine. I understand that in in I get it. And and for a long time um, during the pandemic, that it has been effective. Here's the deal, though. Christy reveals that it's like, well, but the hotel says that we can't have she can't like Uber Eats or Postmates or or just basically order a pizza or anything. It has to be food from the hotel. And there's part of me that's like, oh, they're being diligent. But then the other part of me is like, that's bullshit. That's just them trying to get more of a cash grab. Doesn't it feel like that? Because I think you should be allowed if you can have people because I mean, listen, I'm I'm a I, I love to cook, but I also have a very busy schedule. I order out a lot and they just leave it on the doorstep. You don't have yeah. to see anybody like if you're in a hotel room, you know, I just don't think it's it's insane to expect to be able to order food and have it left at your door. You don't have to see anybody. You should be allowed to open the door, pick up a bag and close the door is my point. Well, especially since that's how I'm going to get my food. Exactly. Exactly. From my understanding, it's like table or something outside my room. That's where they put the food. And then I open the door once they're gone, take the food and bring it in. And if they so don't want to. Why wanna... couldn't I exactly. get a little. Why couldn't I get a little McDonald's? <laughs> little Chinese delivery. You know? Oh, my gosh. Now I'm craving egg rolls. And uh, mm. anyway, uh, that <laughs> orange chicken. And another story. Anyway. And if it's about not having delivery people in the halls, in the elevator, etc., then just have a system where they drop it at the front and have someone run it up. I just and I guess that I understand that it's like, oh, Lauren, you know, they shouldn't be expecting that extra kind of work put on people. I don't know. I just think it starts to get into a weird zone where it's like it just feels a little bit weird to me that it's like you're here. You can't leave and you can only eat what we provide you. I don't know. I that I guess maybe this is like my own first world problems but I, yeah I just felt like it's like it just seems like an odd system to me when there's like delivery has never gone away throughout COVID yeah. and and that's a lot of what has kept many restaurants open sadly I know many have closed which is awful but you know what I mean like I just feel like you should be I just feel like you should be allowed to order a pizza that's it that's it oh look I I'm already terrified because I know I mean, it does sound like a full dream to most parents to have three days in a hotel yourself, to which I'm like, yeah, there's something nice about that. I have a lot of work to do <laughs> in those three days. So it's not going to be just me kicking back. But because there's not going to be anybody else there that's like, hey, it's 4 a.m. You should probably get to bed. Like my days are going to get mixed up. My time is going to be such a mess so I have to pay really close attention because if I don't order the last food of the day by like 8.30, I can't get anything to like 6 in the morning. So it's like if at 2 a.m. I'm like, ooh, yeah, I'm starving. I can't get anything. And there is a, there is, that's my horror movie. Is what yes. I'm saying, is being, is being hungry at a point where I'm like, oof. So, I mean, yeah, I have, I have Mike and Ike's that are going to keep me warm. And, and I, I was like, I don't know if I need all three while I'm there. But then I have to quarantine for almost two weeks once I get to my own home. So we'll see how that goes. But I mean, we'll we'll get into that later. Well, that's also, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the other joke is that so the, the, the three-day hotel stay is, for her is going to be in Vancouver. 
because she has to yeah. do that upon entering the country and then she can fly back home as i've said and then when you get to your house i mean you, we don't know what your husband has constructed yet but but a, it's going to be like a well you've been calling it an enclosure right yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i have concerns because again like we do have a full bathroom in the basement and then there's like kind of like a living room sort of rumpus room like situation right and so his thought is he's gonna put up some like plastic sheeting i'm not gonna ask where it's gonna come from across so that i have basically the bathroom to myself and then this rumpus room area where i'm basically going to work and sleep and so he's just gonna like put a bed in there and it's just gonna be what it's gonna be and then He'll just bring me food, essentially, and leave it outside and then have to do the same thing we did when my son was in quarantine. So it's going to be just a real interesting thing. I'm also realizing, yeah, the the I'm not looking forward to paying the bill for three days worth of meals. Yeah. Because let me tell you, dear listeners, the, the hotel is not cheap. Yeah. Because not only is it the regular pricing they added like almost a hundred dollars a night for what they're calling special like covid measure government approved because you have to go to a very specific hotel i had like five or so that i could choose from but it's like i have to well not only do i have to get myself there uh i think they have a shuttle but if i can't get that then i'll have to take a cab i guess and it's already been told to me if I show up and the room's not ready, I just have to sit in the lobby and wait until the room is ready. And my flight is very early because it's the only flight I could get. So I'm already terrified that I'm going to just be sitting in that lobby for a well, while. Well, yeah, for context, it's 9 p.m. Yeah. right now. And I know yeah. you didn't want to know what time we have to be up tomorrow. I know you didn't oh. want me to tell you, but the, the time is 4. We have to be up at Oof. 4 in order to get you to the airport on time. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're going to fall asleep in that lobby is the point if you have much of a wait. Um, yeah. And listen, you know, yeah. I'm glad that at least on this end, because she arrived here March 30th. Uh, yeah. And we laid low, uh, obviously. Uh, she we she didn't go out at all. Basically, she quarantined here for 10 days with me. And then on the 11th day, we emerged, which was today, to do Kelly Clarkson. And then she flies back tomorrow. So it's been, I mean, again, it's it, you, all told, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think you will have been in some form of quarantine from March 30th to April 25th when all is said and done. That is correct. <laughs> um <laughs> I mean, it's wild. It's wild. It's, it, it officially started March 30th when I entered um, California. Yeah. And then today I'm officially out. I'm allowed right. today. But then tomorrow, because I'm flying back so early, by 10 a.m. tomorrow morning, I will be back to quarantine. And then I will be allowed out after three days to fly back and then once I'm home it's like you go immediately to the place where you're going to quarantine which is my own home which the 25th is my last day so the I, I mean it's it's a lot and I mean bless my husband for not only like immediately being so supportive of like you should go do this this is amazing you need to do this but just being like yeah I can handle the kids <laughs> 
Yeah, bless you know? him. He really has he really has gone above and beyond. It's it's awesome. Um and the one thing I do have to say is, you know, there's been a concern because of course when you get back home you will be in that basement. There won't be windows, which I know you're concerned about, you know, just wanting to see light, yeah. see the daylight. And at least on this yeah. end I can say that that this quarantine you've we've been in the pool. We've yes. had we've had some pool time in my backyard. It's been warm here in sunny Southern California. Yeah. So at least we gave you like a nice little experience before we put you back in a hole. <laughs> so backing up now, because yeah. I know I've jumped ahead, but I just think it's important for the context to kind of hear it all in one bulk chunk about what exactly this all uh, yeah. you know takes. All right. So your oldest he isolated in the basement prior to you leaving. Then you had to go get your first yeah. COVID test. Now, for me, this is old hat yeah. because I, I, you know, shot on Superstore from September until March, and I was getting tested every day, sometimes twice a day. And I got to tell you, the inside of these nostrils, I they would just bleed sometimes because I was it was constant. But you, what was your experience? Now you had to drive. You had to drive a distance to get there. You had a drive up <laughs> test, and then I don't know that you had the best experience. I did not. <laughs> I- <laughs> I, our, our town does not have, well, we have a, a drive through testing situation that you can go to, but it's only open Monday to Friday in the morning. I think they've extended it now because our, our numbers are starting to go badly. Um, I can't think about it. I need, you need to get your test at a very specific time before you can fly. So I had to drive to the provincial capital uh, being Regina, I had to fly or I had to drive in rather to do the drive through testing because that was you have to do it within 72 hours. But you also have to make sure it's you can't wait too late because you need to get your test results before you're allowed to fly. So I found out they're open at like, I think, 1130. So I showed up there just after 10 and I, I knew there'd be a wait and it was an ordeal where as soon as you pull up to a like a little booth this person's like what are you here for I'm like I'm here for a test they're like great um here's a phone number you need to call it because you need to register before you go in call immediately so you can register so I was like great I can handle that so I get put in a space where it's like we are bumper to bumper and there's just cars everywhere I think there was about like 12 to 14 cars per lane and I was in lane number six and I was like halfway through so that shows how many people were about in front of me and so I just start calling the number and every time I call it's like oof yeah our lines are busy please hang up and try again so I'm like oof okay I for some reason wasn't expecting that don't know why so okay so I hung up and I tried again it was busy and I hung up and I tried again and it was busy And I learned in this experience that an iPhone only keeps track of the last 200 calls. So all of the calls I had made before that disappeared. And it said that number, the phone number that I was calling, and it said 200. So I called it one more time and, oh, would you look at that? It doesn't go past 200. So I'm like, well, I'm kind of curious as to how long this is going to go. So lucky for me, I was using this downtime that I thought I had because I thought I'm going to be a while. So I brought some notes and I was going to study up on uh, the Delphi episode that we were going to do. So I have my legal pad and I thought, well, here we go. So I just a little stroke on a paper to keep track 
of how many times I called until I finally got through. And it didn't feel real when I got through because the answer is the total number of calls that I made to get through to that number was 336. Oh, my God. I I will gladly uh, post a photo of my... (laughs) Very sad legal paper. Jesus. It was was intense to the point that they had opened by this point. People were going, I only got about 20 minutes of research in because the whole time I was sitting there, I spent on the phone trying to get through to them because then once you got through, you weren't right away through. That just meant you made it to the queue. So then I had to wait another 45 minutes. Oh my to, God. To uh, get through, which was a lot. But the true joke is I'm sure I could have gone out and gone and done some research on my phone, but I was so scared of swiping anything to get out of that phone that I was going to have to go back and who knows how long it would take to get through again. So I just waited and hung out and it was fine. <laughs> and then finally got through and then I was lucky enough to be one of the people that you have to go through to head towards the building it was fine kind of uh, but it was a lot of like stop and start so you couldn't just like put it in park and hang out for a bit so it was a lot of like just a foot on the gas so my leg was starting to get sore I was irritated being there and then I got then I got to the building and I was like here we go it's just gonna be a quick test and then I'm done met a lovely nurse uh, who was like, so So, do you have symptoms or anything? And I'm like, no. And she's like, oh, are you a close contact then? I'm like, no. And she's like, then, then you just wanted to test to be safe? I'm like, no. Um, uh, I'm actually traveling because it feels so awkward yeah. to be like, uh, I know this isn't the time, but I'm traveling. And she's like, oh, okay. Are you just going for a visit? And I was like, well... And I hadn't really told anybody at this point, but I was like, I can tell her because who's she going to tell? And yeah. the answer is hopefully nobody, but maybe somebody. I don't know. But I just went, uh, I'm going on the Kelly Clarkson show. And she just went, oh, my God, I just got goosebumps. Tell me everything. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, she just like called you. And I was like, I'm like, well, actually, uh, my sister and I have a podcast we were invited on and she's like what are you gonna talk about and I just went I don't know the podcast (laughs) (laughs) like I just what do you what do you say shocker yeah uh turns out we were birthday buddies so what are the odds of that uh she was very lovely did everything she needed to do and then it was like an ah I hate to have you move on I want to just keep talking about this and I was like same And then it was I had to drive ahead to uh, another lady to have the test done. And it's one of these like lean your head back against the headrest and we'll go for it. And that went so far into my face. I almost and I know it didn't, but I swear to God, it touched my eyeball. And so like just tears coming down. And I was like, that hurt. But the whole time I also felt like it went way too long. And I was like, why is it still happening? And anytime I would just like wince or like a, make a movement, she was like, yeah, I know. They're not the best. And to this I say, this wasn't one of the old tests that was what they call the brain tickler that goes way, way up high. She was getting one of the commonly used tests now, but it should not go above, you know, 
a half an inch. Like that's all they need to do. And and if they go any further, actually, it's 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 uh, it can be inconclusive. I've I've heard the results can be. So what I say is is that also like I don't think she did the test right. <laughs> it shouldn't uh, hurt. It shouldn't hurt. Is the yeah. point? It, I've had a million of them done, and it yeah. should not hurt. Is is what I'm saying. Yeah, I uh, it, it, that feels good to hear because knowing the amount of tests I have to take in my life now yeah. after this, yeah, it's nice to know that that <laughs> don't expect it to touch your eyeball. It was a lot, but you know what? You when Kelly Clarkson asks if you, if you're gonna if you're gonna come meet her, you go hell yeah, and you just do it and. That doing that test was about a five hour part of my day, you wow. know, to, to drive there and then go through all of the like sitting there and waiting to get in for the test. Uh, so it was a, it was a lot. But you know what? It it got done. And if that I kind of figured at that point, if the if the pain of the test was the worst thing that happened in this trip, then that's fine. Yeah. What what else could possibly go wrong? <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, so far, nothing, really. Well, I, I guess, I mean, the outcome has been that nothing went wrong, but I think what you're alluding to is, is that, uh, you know, she got the test done, she got her results, she's all ready to go, and then it's, you know, March 30th, it's the time for you to leave, and yeah. and uh, nature had a different idea. <laughs> <laughs> Just the joke of our lives. Yeah. We did the boozy brunch a couple of days before I flew. Right. The the boozy brunch. Which is one of the things we do on Patreon uh, with yes. our monthly subscribers. It's a whole lot of fun. We basically do a live Q&A. We bring people in. We talk. We chat. We drink. It's awesome. Anyway. Yeah. Great time. Outside at the time, like while we were doing that, my youngest two were playing outside. It was beautiful. I don't know the um, conversion because I didn't research for this episode. It was like 17 degrees Celsius. So it was a nice day. High 70s, I want to say, mid-70s? Sure. Uh, so it was nice enough. They were outside, no coats. It was beautiful. And then the next day, it was like kind of okay. And then mid-afternoon, ooh, like a cold front. And ooh, that looks like snow. It can't possibly be. Oh, whiteout conditions, full blizzard, to the point where... <laughs> Every single highway leaving my city was shut down. And by shut down, I mean there are police cars that are parked so you cannot cross it. So even if you're going to be the idiot that's like, oh, this isn't safe. It's whiteout conditions. I can't drive in that. They're going to be there to make it so it doesn't happen. So I started to panic a little bit and I was like, it'll stop. It'll stop. But it was... It was like quite windy and cold. And before the snow really started coming down, my husband was like, you know what? It's a drive to the airport. You should get gas in your car because the plan was I was going to drive to the airport, leave my car in long-term parking, and then just pick it up after because that's the best I could do. <laughs> best laid plans. Yep. So we go get gas and I, <laughs> I, he went with me and... It was like you get out of the vehicle and the wind was so strong it was knocking me around. It was like a 90 to 100 kilometer an hour wind. Jesus. Uh, and then the snow started kicking up and so it was becoming like whiteout conditions and it was like, okay, 
okay, so I'm like, how much trouble am I in? And he was like, I'm sure it'll be fine. It'll do this by morning. You're going to be fine. Right. And so at this point, Lauren, uh, so lovingly, is texting me like a 24-hour countdown. Like a, we're under 24 hours. We're, we're so close. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I didn't have the heart to tell her that it's not looking good. <laughs> I would make a terrible surgeon. Uh, because... <laughs> I would lead that family on. Of course. But I was just like, so I would just respond with like, yes, cannot wait. Insane. Like, I would just, I just, I kept up a ruse because I felt like I didn't, I was already so stressed about it. I was like, I can't have her stressing about this too. So I'm like, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And I was up very late that night packing because I'm like, well, I, I guess I packed just in case. And then it's, well, I could potentially postpone my flight a day but then that means i'm still in quarantine the day we're supposed to do kelly clarkson so that screws that up it's such a delicately laid out plan yeah even when it shifts by a day it just doesn't work it's yeah yeah and really by the time we thought like if we had known how bad it was gonna get i would have attempted to leave earlier and just stayed near, like, got a hotel for the night near the airport. Right. And just done it that way. Unfortunately, by the time that thought came up, I still hadn't packed. So there was no way that <laughs> I would have had the chance because it was, I, we, roads are already closing down. So it got really intense. And then my husband had to work super late at night. And so he was up till like three or so in the morning. And he, I woke up at six to check the roads. That was my instinct. Just check right away. Yeah. My flight was supposed to be at, I think, like nine, but they pushed it to like 10 because the the entire airport shut down because the weather was so bad. Good Lord. So I'm like, okay, this is okay. So I check at 6 a.m. And the the only highway that's going to get me to that airport was was half closed from from my city halfway was closed down from halfway to the other city it was fine so i'm like okay okay great so then my husband stirs and is like how are the roads and i was like it's not looking good and he's like okay give it an hour and see if it's changed i could have gone back to sleep but i was sick about it so i just <laughs> laid there and kind of stared at the ceiling and waited for that hour to pass and then finally hour passes i check again yeah yeah still closed still closed and my husband's like you know what i just you know i'll just i'll, I'll drive you and i was like but that's not gonna work how am i gonna get home and he was like we'll figure something out he's like i'll just come pick you up we'll figure something out so we start he ends up deciding to drive me the road opened like just before but it was still like not a hundred percent conditions it was open but not the best and he's like you're too nervous and anxious for this stuff so i would i should drive you anyway so i know you get there for sure so we're about like 20 minutes into this drive and he goes okay so how does this sound i will drive your car and leave it in long-term parking someone I'll get someone to drive me home and then you can just drive from there and I went oh is now a time to mention I did not bring my keys (laughs) (laughs) 
And dear listeners, it it was the time. So in that moment, I was like, well, well, that sucks a lot because now what do you do? And so we came up with plans. That was the rest of our trip to the airport of, okay, he's like, once you get in the airport, scope it out, see if they have lockers. If they have lockers, I'll leave your keys inside a locker. I'm like, this is some spy level shit that I'm ready for. I want to get off a plane and have a text that gives, that's just a locker number. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I go to that number and then I have to like go to a plant nearby and turn the leaf on the plant to see the the code for the the locker written underneath the leaf. Like I yes, wanted that level. So absolutely. I was like, okay, well, unfortunately, no lockers. So then I was like, well, you could try and overnight the keys to to me in, in California, but the mail system currently is not where it used to be. <laughs> So yeah. the odds, like the odds of the keys officially making it, maybe they would, maybe they wouldn't. And if they wouldn't, then what are we going to do? Yeah. So I was like, well, you could try and just overnight them to the hotel where I'm staying. Well, he didn't like that idea either. He's like, it's just too many. If it doesn't make it, then you're stranded there with a vehicle and no way to drive it home. So I'm like, yeah, that is uh, that is a kicker. So the plan now is he's going to meet me at the airport. We are both going to wear masks. We are going to see each other for the first time in the longest time we've ever been apart Yeah, in our relationship and not hug each other in any way. <laughs> and then we're, I'm going to get in the car, sit in the back seat and wear my mask the whole way home. And then and he's going to as well. And then once we get home, I'm just going to head directly to the enclosure (laughs) we'll see how that works and that dear people is about the best we got listen again we're rules people this is who we are we follow them to the nth degree i think it's admirable i don't think there is going to be any way possible that you will have picked this thing up because we are so safe but i like it i like that you're committed to it now it should also be noted this is you you mentioned that this is the longest you two have been apart this is also the longest you and i have been together since we were children that is that is true and that came along with a big old warning for my boyfriend (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 because also because i i mean we've talked about this on the podcast before but you know growing up people would say that we were hard to be around uh together that our energy was a lot uh (laughs) that people need breaks so they shunned us to a camper (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly so there was lots of warnings coming uh for my sweet boyfriend but you know i think what's really nice is that we talked about it to him with him today earlier and he was like it was a dream he had no issues Yeah, and I know that people are going to be like, well, of course he's going to say that. He's not going to tell you. And it's like, no, I think if he was irritated. Yes. At any point, he would have been like, I will be back in a few days. You know, like he would have taken himself out of the equation. Yes. And I listen, I was just like, yeah. And and it's not like, listen, I know I shouldn't I shouldn't put words in anyone's mouth or whatever, but we may be coming up with some sort of video testimonial about how lovely we are to be around. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. We need to be vindicated. Well, I mean, we have been vindicated because this podcast is so successful and people love our dynamics. So I think that yeah. we have. But yeah, again, totally. Yeah. Totally. But when, again, when, like, 
I've said nice things about my husband and I will forever. But one of the people that warned her dear boyfriend was my husband. Yeah. Who was just like, and that was, I was, I wasn't really surprised. Like we've, Lauren has visited us multiple times. Uh, We usually do like a four or five day if we can, if we're lucky, kind of a trip. And so I, I was a little taken aback when I was like, oh, you actually think that would be a problem? And he was like, oh, good luck to him. And I was like, really? I'm like, so like if, if Lauren came here for like 10, 11 days, he's like, ah, oh, I would find somewhere else to be for a while. <laughs> I don't know if that's partially because when you come to visit, I do kick him out of our marital bed and then sure. bring you in. Sure. That I don't know be. if that's if that's part of it. But what I like is that now we have listeners who are 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 big fans of the show and th- I think that they would love to hang out with us. So there you go. Now listen, it should also be noted. Christy was coming here. This is obviously Kelly Clarkson is her first real talk show appearance. And so I was like, "You know what? I want to give her the full experience." And so I messaged my stylist and I was like, listen, this is what's going on, whatever. My stylist is out of the country. She has some very high profile clients. And so she was out of the country with somebody else. And so I was like, well, you know what this means? This means that this little baby bird has got to fly. So that's when stylist Lauren was born. I bought a rolling wardrobe rack. I bought all new like like nice velvet hangers and then I just went crazy and I consulted Christy about some of the clothes I was ordering but then I also went rogue and I like ordered a bunch of stuff and long story short Christy flies in on March 30th I go to get her we get home and I'm like buckle in buttercup because guess what we have to do a wardrobe fitting now because I need to know that we have an option because if we need some to get something tailored, we need time to get it tailored. You know what I'm saying? So basically what I'm saying is I pretty womaned her. And uh, <laughs> to the point that we literally put on the Pretty Woman soundtrack and, uh, and yeah. danced around in here, um, it should also be noted I was also doing a fitting at the same time because I had also gotten close for myself because obviously we're doing this this you know, appearance together. And we wanted to see how the clothes may look together. But, uh, so for me, I was in my underwear. I was in, (laughs) I was in full underwear. And so we started calling me underwear stylist because I would put on something, but then I'd get distracted and I would be more concerned about styling her. I feel like underwear stylist really persevered and I really liked our looks. I think you did an amazing job. I would never have guessed that was first time stylist i mean maybe the underwear was a tip that you may have been a first time yeah not necessarily profesh (laughs) but but i mean i i know i'm not really allowed to say this but i feel like i'm going to anyway yeah wild women do (laughs) (laughs) all all the pretty women out there know what i'm talking about they do that soundtrack gives and we we did we, we did. We put on the music. We tried various outfits. There, oh, and then and then it was well. We got to take pictures of the outfit so you know what you're getting. But this is what I love about Christy is she's a simple gal. You know what I mean? She's yeah. a simple gal, and so she said to me ahead of time, "I can't do heels. There's no way. I just can't do them." And I was like, "Okay, sure, no problem." 
she puts on this pair of heeled boots, which at this point, you have probably seen the Kelly Clarkson appearance. These are, these are the same heel boots she wore on Kelly Clarkson, and I'll tell you why. She put those things on, started gliding around. All of a sudden, she's got this swagger that I love, and she was just like, I never want to take them off. And that, that was when I really was like, yes. Underwear yeah. stylist is doing good work. You know what I mean? Both externally and internally. That outfit that I ended up wearing, again, there is a reason why we had to look into it early because it ended up being just like a lot of cleavage. Yes. Not not daytime cleavage, no. but like late night bar cleavage. Yes. So I had to like order like a, a little cami to wear underneath it. So thank God that we did it when we did because then we could do what we needed to do to get um, it also, the complete outfit. Yes, it also gave me time to order jewelry options, accessories, those kinds of things, <laughs> which I became obsessed with as well. And I love the, the accessories that you ended up choosing. The jewelry options never stopped coming. <laughs> there may still be some that have not arrived yet. That's the other joke is that I might be getting them for the next week or so. But yeah, I uh, listen, it was a joy. It was so fun for me. I just loved it. I loved getting to see you parade around because there was also some options of things that we didn't end up using, but but you came alive. Well, I mean, you took a girl who showed up in the only pair of pants <laughs> that I had brought with me that mm -hmm. were, one may say, outdoor pants that yeah. you could wear outdoors. Yep. I, I brought a single pair of like a, of a yoga pant that I wore on the plane. And my plan was I'll wear them on the flights home Otherwise, I'm in quarantine, so my suitcase is like 80 to 90% pajama bottoms. And that felt right. So I'm like, this is just how it's going to be. Uh, and that's just who I am. Yeah. So I'm like, well, this is, this is going to be it. And then I showed up and touched the most buttery, faux leather, hot pink coat. And I wore it just for the sake of wearing it quite a lot. I was going to, the debate was if I was going to wear it over the outfit I wore on Kelly Clarkson. But the concern was the heat of the lights. Yeah. So yeah. I did not end up wearing it. But I've worn it multiple times since then just for fun. And I think, again, she was packing up earlier. She's not done yet. Again, this uh, we've left this podcast to the very end, which is uh, <laughs> shocking and questionable. Um, but but I was looking at the, the rolling rack of clothes uh, earlier, and I was like, you've been packing. Why didn't you pack the coat? And she's like, well, I didn't wear it. You can return it. And I was like, I cannot return the coat. She just so responded to this coat. I was like, it's yours. Like, that's it. End of story. Like, you got to keep the coat. Well, my thought was, oh, I don't want to put it in a suitcase. I don't want to hurt it in any way. So I'm like, maybe I'll just wear it. With yoga pants, Christy? <laughs> yeah, because you know what? You're a bad bitch. That's what. Oh now, listen, God. we got to take a quick break. Go hit the loo, get a drink, get a snack. Who knows? And we're going to come on back and give you the rest of the story on this very special True Crime and Quarantine episode of True Crime and Cocktails. What? 
What's up, everybody? This is Lauren Ash, and I hope you're enjoying this episode of True Crime and Cocktails Famous Fatalities Edition. A couple of quick reminders. If you're looking for any of the visuals Christy mentions in this or any of our episodes of the podcast, make sure to follow us at True Crime and Cocktails on Instagram. There she posts a case file with all the relevant visuals for each episode of the show. If that's not enough for you, you want a little bit more? Go to our website, truecrimeandcocktails.com. There, Christy posts extensive virtual case files. This is literally everything she finds in her research. It's a treasure trove of deep dives, and it's all there for your enjoyment. Also on the website, you can find our full unedited Zoom episodes of the show if you'd like to watch rather than listen. And make sure to give us a follow on Facebook at True Crime and Cocktails, Twitter at Not Detectives, and the most important piece of information, if you like the show, please, wherever you listen to it, give us a nice rating. Go on to Apple, leave us a nice review. I know it sounds like a silly cliche, but the truth is it really goes a long way in this crazy podcast world, and your support means the world to us. But enough about all that. Get yourself another drink, sit back, and enjoy. Enjoy the rest of the show. Welcome back to this very special episode of True Crime and Cocktails. True Crime in Quarantine. Oh my gosh, I'm derailing. So excited to be taking you all on this journey about what the last 10 days are of our lives. And of course, what the lead up to that was. When we left off, we were talking about how I pretty womaned Christy. And what I like is that she has revealed herself. If you're watching this, you already know. But if you're listening, she has put on the the hot pink pleather coat during the break, which I think is really nice. It just sings (laughs) when you put it on. I... I feel both like Joan Jett, but also a little like yeah, Rizzo totally. from Greece, <laughs> you know, and that's only partially because obviously she's the Blanche. <laughs> of course. And as I, as I said to you earlier today, I'm also her because there's no way I'm in high school. <laughs> that was odd casting. Love stalker Channing odd casting but yeah this I can't even tell you like it is so smooth I I feel just like a badass but also a lady (laughs) I like that I like that a lot I think I think I think the color makes me feel like a lady but the and maybe the the texture but the uh the overall like every once in a while I move and there's a new zipper that's making noise, and I'm like, oh, who's that badass bitch? You know? The answer, <laughs> Blanche, that's who. Yeah. Now, listen, one of the things we wanted to talk about was Christy, obviously, while she was here, was doing a lot of work for the podcast. Bless. It's what she does all the time. And <laughs> I asked her at one point because she had been working for a, l- a large point portion of the day, and it was like maybe noon, I'm not sure. And I said to her, hey, you want to take a California break? And she's like, what's a California break? And I'm like, that's when you get ready and you get in the pool and you have a couple drinks and, and you take a little California break. Uh, and she was like, okay, cool. Now, the, the problem with California breaks for people who haven't taken them is, is that they get out of control. <laughs> they get out of control quick. Yeah. Yeah. Long story short, too late. Uh, I think I was maybe drunk and passed out in bed by six. <laughs> It, uh, I, for some reason, I feel it wasn't that early, but it might have been. I think it might have been. I did like that you were like, I didn't honestly feel that drunk. I was just sitting there. I'm like, you weren't sitting there. You were like 
barely above water. <laughs> so yeah. like it was a little more than than just sitting there. It was nice though. Yeah. It was nice. You got to kind of get the yayas out, you know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. It was a it was what was needed. Especially in quarantine, you got to get outside. What you was gotta, amazing was yeah, oh, you got to get outside. What I love is is playing drunk detective. And I don't know if anyone else has done this, but anytime you maybe have a few too many and then the next morning you're like trying to put together the story of the night. <laughs> Not because you necessarily like black blacked out or something, but shout out to my dear friend Ashley Mullen who also did our makeup this week. She has a term which I love which is a brownout. Where it's not you, you didn't black out. It's not like you like, you know, woke up, passed out somewhere, whatever. But you just, it's hazy. You know what I mean? There's times that are hazy. And that, I think, really encapsulates it. But I just love drunk detectiving. And I think my favorite moment was I woke up in the middle of the night. I think I woke up around four o'clock. But that was because I'd slept a full night's sleep at that point. <laughs> and my, my dear sweet boyfriend woke up with me in that moment. And uh, I said something to him about like, oh, gosh, like that went, that got out of control. <laughs> Role for me and then the moment that we both loved was when I went wait a minute I went down the water slide <laughs> because I had forgotten until until that moment and uh I do have a water slide for those who are asking it's a dream but anyway it was just very funny to me like those moments of recognition where you're like I remember that image uh but then I think the great thing to 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 also mention is I believe it was the next day you took an you took your own California break Right, you well, were inspired. I, I researched outside. Right, that so you were the, so it wasn't necessarily a California break. It was a California work day. Yeah, your dear sweet boyfriend. Who shout out to him? He's been nothing but lovely to me. And uh, you know what? Today I suddenly realized, I think he's a hint of like Ryan Gosling. He gets that a lot, and I say that with nothing but uh, positivity. So good on him for that. But he put out the cushions on the seats outside and was like yeah it's ready and he put out like the umbrella and everything and he was like well it's ready if if you want to go outside and so I was like I should you know what quarantine doesn't have to be in the building I can I can be in the yard so I took a laptop went outside and I was out there I was out there for a while trying to get through the notes and you came out more like you want to take a California break and I was just like you know what I took the break yesterday. I got to stick to the notes. I got to stick to the notes. And you were like, okay, well, we're getting in the pool. And I was like, nope, it's okay. It's great. This is what I do. And then like, I think you were only in the pool like five, 10 minutes. And then you were just like, I made this trivia once for a trivia night we have. I'd like you to take it. So I was like, you know what? Okay, great. So I put the laptop away, walk over to the edge of the pool, sat down, just dip my toes in the pool you know just a nice refresh because it was quite a warm day and then that one trivia led to like eight trivias maybe yeah I was just excited because uh you know I feel like you and I have similar brains and so yeah, yeah I mean there's a group of uh, our friends here of my boyfriend Spencer and I's friends here and we we've been zoom triviaing since the beginning of the pandemic so literally for over a year and we really pride ourselves on our quizzes that we make up and one of the things that Spencer and I have become known for is our two word quizzes which means there will be a theme and then we give a two word clue and you have to think of the answer so the theme for example could be spice rack spice rack challenge and then the clue could be for example George's 
aunt? The answer being... Rosemary Clooney. I knew she'd get it immediately. So that's kind of that's kind of one of the things we were known for. But we also have done other kinds of quizzes and stuff like that. So I just got really excited. And I, I have so many of them saved on my phone that then all of a sudden we were, yeah, I gave you a lot of quizzes and you were sitting with your, your toes dipped in the pool for so long. And, and it should be noted that with no sunscreen on. Because I was sitting under an umbrella, so I didn't think I needed it. And then I moved to the pool area where the light is known to reflect off the water. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thankfully, I was wearing like a longer sleeve. But that didn't save. I was in shorts and it didn't save from the bottom of the shorts to the to the water. To the top it, of the knee. It didn't it didn't save that portion of my body. So let me say yeah. this. There's a reason I was wearing pants on Kelly Clarkson because I just terrible sunburn. It's still not a hundred percent. Fair skin. I should know this. I should I should know better. I came to California and did not bring flip flops or sunscreen. Questionable. I, w- I yeah. I just in my brain I was like I will never leave the house. There's no reason for it. But stop it. The point is though. I, I mean, I did use sunscreen when I was in the pool that day. I, I mean, listen, I can provide both to you is the bigger point. Yes. You just, didn't really I need didn't, to bring them, but yeah. It, it didn't dawn on me. And, uh, well, that was the last California break <laughs> that, that happened. Yeah. 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 Yep. I hear you. I hear you. Oh, my now, God. I've just thought of something. What? It, I've only got the first half, so you're going to have to come up with the next half. Can't wait. Oh, God, I don't know if I can do this. This is your department. Uh, Go. True crime and quarantine. We've had more drinks than you've ever seen. We take a lot of California breaks, but don't worry. Ooh. Um. Take a lot of California breaks, but don't worry. Steaks. Rakes. Christy loves Jonathan Frakes. <laughs> That's it. True crime and quarantine. We drink more drinks than you've ever seen. We take a lot of drinks. We, we drink a, we take a lot of California breaks. Christy loves Jonathan Frakes. Oh, come on. It's gorgeous. That's, a, that's exactly what we want it to be. That's, come on. That's a hit. That's a oh, hit. That's a hit. That's a hit. That goes on our soundtrack for Pretty Women, Pretty Woman 2. Naked Stylist. <laughs> yes, please. Naked Stylist. <laughs> it can be it. it can be like a magic mic situation if if we want. Just maybe Absolutely. just maybe not boring. <laughs> well, that's another update. Yeah. We Christy again, as we've talked about many times on the show, has never seen Magic Mike, which seems impossible. No. So we did do a, a viewing and and my God, it I forgot how truly boring that movie is it feels like to make a movie that boring about strippers feels almost impossible but i don't know i think we're going to talk about that on a patreon episode that's what we've been talking about yeah there are a lot of thoughts to share a lot a full review a a full a lot of disappointments but yeah of course i mean there were also some moments that that movie wasn't all dry Not for Blanche. Not for Blanche. <laughs> hey yo. Okay, so yeah, so the California breaks ended because we realized we had to get to work. Now here's the joke. We were like, 
we're going to be together for 10 days. We're going to be able to get so many episodes done. <laughs> and then came time that these two yahoos who started this podcast, you know, over Zoom in separate countries during a pandemic were in the same room. And I was like, look, no problem. We just need to like hook our stuff into one computer. It became a whole clown turn. <laughs> Us trying to record in the same room. She's in the house with me now. Yeah. Keep this in mind, but she's in a separate room because we realized it's just easier for us this way. Mm-hmm. Again, we we were able to figure out how to do the audio side by side, but when we were trying to get the Zoom to work, and for whatever reason, it was just not working. It kept glitching, and so we just decided trying to mimic what our normal setup is was probably the easiest way, and I love that we're still doing that now. Yeah, I, I have taken a couple of quick photos just to show people that my laptop is on a chair, my mm-hmm. ring light is now falling off that very chair because there's not mm-hmm. enough space for it. And I'm like huddled in a spot in a space just to try and make it work. And the awkwardness of the holding the microphone. If I don't look into that lapel mic, I'm going to just, I'm, I'm going to be excited to you know get what? back Honestly, to my regular mic because. That's a business expense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Charge it. Just <laughs> charge it. Okay. I don't know if I could ever do it, but my point is I. Oh God! Now I'm scratching the sunburn. I like I I miss being hands free. I don't miss this big thing like sitting in front of my face. But this brings an attitude that I'm not ready for. You with that <laughs> mic in your hand, with that coat on, is a revelation. It's unstoppable, is what it is. I'm about to be just. Oh God! No one's gonna wanna be around this. This is this is gonna be the moment. Where your boyfriend is like, I get it. <laughs> I, I, I now see what everyone else saw. Because this That's feels... impossible, though, because this is a whole new Christy. It's, well, and I guess he'll only have to put up with it for a few hours because we're, we're up in like five hours <laughs> to go. Uh, yeah, so basically. Exactly. Oh. Now, another fun uh, tidbit is there was one morning where I woke up and I... I was going to run into Christy when it happened, but I didn't. But there had been an earthquake overnight. And I woke up and, uh, as I always do to earthquakes here, there's been quite a few recently, actually, which is also troubling because they always say the big one's coming, which is looming. <laughs> but I, I asked Christy, I was like, hey, did you feel the earthquake last night? And and what did you say? Nope. <laughs> she slept through it, everybody. She I slept, through, slept it. through it. At one point, I remember waking up kind of, really early it wasn't fully light outside and I just kind of like had a moment of like uh it's early and I just rolled over and went back to sleep so I wonder if I woke Uh up at the end or if I just took it as like a beautiful like rocking me to sleep I don't know but I slept through my first earthquake so which feels right I remember the first earthquake I experienced in LA I was living by myself in an apartment and Uh, I heard this weird noise and it was the shower doors kind of rattling. And I assumed that my cat Sharky, this is not abnormal for him, had like jumped in the tub and was like rattling around in there. Again, he did that this week. We, We heard him do that. So not out of his kind of wheelhouse. So in the moment I got up and I was walking to the toilet 
And this is, again, middle of the night. And I was like, why does the floor feel like it's moving? That's weird. Anyway, peed, walked across a moving floor again, went back to bed, and it was a massive earthquake is what I found out the next day was that it was not at all the cat, not at all me dreaming or being out of it. It was just a very large earthquake, which is terrifying. They're very scary if you know what's going on. If you don't know what's going on, it just feels it just feels like you're having a weird half dream, you know? Just cradled like a baby. Yep. And and just so the be- the the less you know about earthquakes, the better almost. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Yep. Now, the next thing is there was another big appearance that we had this past week. Now, this is something that is still uh, we're not allowed to fully announce yet because we don't know when it's airing yet. But what we can say is this was a show that we recorded from within my house. So it was something where we were able to do it over Zoom, but we couldn't be apart. We had to be in the same room in order to achieve what we needed to do for this show. Again, that's all I can kind of tease at this point. We'll obviously let everybody know as soon as we can. It was a whole lot of fun. We had a great day, but it was, again, it was another one of the kind of like motivators for Christy to make this trip because uh, it was something where we did have to be physically together in person. And I know you're like, what could that be? You'll find out. But this, of course, was a very big moment for Christy, again, in terms of my pretty womaning her, because mm-hmm. obviously, uh, now what's funny is this. So this is a show that takes place with us in my home. And I had kind of been anticipating like, all right, for that, we'll kind of just like do our own hair and makeup. And then for Kelly Clarkson, like I'll hire a, like a glam team. And then ahead of time, Christy was like, ooh, like what are we doing for that first thing? Like, are we whatever? And I was like, I know what I'm going to do. And what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to hire the glam team. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> so this was like your first real Hollywood professional hair and makeup, which was yeah. uh, so fun for, again, for me. I mean, what was your experience like? I mean, I think the quote is from earlier today when we had the glam team for a second time where uh, she came in to like quickly do something to fix my hair and I guess she raised her hands near my face and I kind of like cringed away from her like an abused animal or something. And she went, <laughs> ah, you're not used to it. And I just went, to be honest, I don't know if I'm used to attention. <laughs> and it uh, it's just, I mean, it was just, it's just so weird to me. The only time I have ever had any sort of like at someone else do something like that for me uh was at my wedding i had someone do my hair and makeup not professionals they were actually friends of mine who did this sort of thing uh which was great and it worked out and it was fine but now after this i'm just like damn i you know i should have should have looked into it for the wedding but that's not the that's not the point listen it's it's again it's addictive because when you see yourself and listen beauty lies without makeup. Everybody who listens to this podcast for any amount of time knows that I am in no way suggesting anything other than we are all beautiful, uh, amazing, powerful, wonderful beings, uh, period. Goes without saying. However, I will speak for myself when I say, when I, you know, when I go through the works, when I get my hair and makeup done and I got my lashes on and I got my like, you know, 
fake hair clipped in, I feel like a million bucks. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That doesn't mean that I don't think that I'm beautiful without any of that. I do. But I also think that it's like, you know, and it's, you know, obviously an interesting uh, conversation, an interesting debate, but I do think that there is like an interesting power that you can feel as a woman when you have kind of all of that done. Again, I'm not suggesting that anyone needs it. I'm not suggesting that, that you don't, you couldn't have it without it. But I also like, I like it. Like sometimes when people, I, and I think I've talked about this on the show before, but I think sometimes talk when people talk about like, you know, makeup or hair or whatever as being like a like a negative or whatever I'm like cool yeah but also like if that's what your prerogative is like if that makes you feel great and powerful and beautiful and all of the above like I think that's awesome I don't think that hurts anybody you know what I mean like again like I glue some eyelashes on and I I feel like I can take over the world like who gets hurt answer nobody I just think it's awesome. I think it's, I think it's fun. And I think, yeah, to your point when you were like, oh, like, you know, she, she got her hair done two very different ways for these two different big appearances. Uh, one, of course, shout out to, to, uh, Guy Schoedler, excuse me. And, uh, the other t- shout out to Maria DeSaro. I think what was great was that both times it's like you, again, like you get this swagger, like you just, you came alive and you were just like, oh, I love this. Like, I want this all the time. It was like putting on the, the coat without putting on the coat totally i mean keep in mind uh dear listeners from here on out she's going back to plain jane because she doesn't have the energy (laughs) or the talent in her and that's fine but that doesn't mean that this lady's not coming out to play every once in a while you know and why not again you 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 killed it uh, again, I loved seeing, I loved seeing all of it. I loved seeing you, you just like in your own, you've got the full look, you get the clothes on, you're in the heeled boot. I mean, you were a boss bitch and I loved it so much. I thought it was awesome. I debated about wearing all of that, like full head to toe on the flight home. So that the first time my husband sees me in like several weeks, I'm just full glammed out. But then I went, you know what? I already am not great about flying. I don't like the, the idea of, you know, going to all of this effort and then sitting on a plane for hours. And also, don't raise his expectations now. <laughs> don't don't come back and be like, this is just who I am now. I think it's been so long since he's seen me in person. He'll just be happy to have, have the old bitch back, you know? <laughs> but you sent him some photos of you uh, today and you you said that he was very he was very complimentary when oh, I, which was. I think is lovely he was of course he does nothing but compliment me and give me attention which i did say earlier i'm not used to attention the point is uh, you, you can't help how you were raised folks of course <laughs> it is what it is but yeah he's very complimentary uh which was very lovely and we have zoomed a few times since I've been here. So it's not like he hasn't seen me. And I mean, if nothing yes. else, the Kelly Clarkson episode is going to air before I'm home. So he can see it before he sees me, which is also weird. Yeah. Neither here nor there. But yeah, I love it. Anyway, again, I'm not saying that it's like anyone needs to change how they appear at all. I would never say that. But what I'm also saying is, is that I just get a little bit defensive when sometimes it's like, people look look down on people who really kind of enjoy that stuff and to i just say to each to each their own you know and and if you love it 
and you like putting on makeup, great. If you don't, you hate it, great. There's, there's no harm, no foul either way. But I also think there's something that, you know, again, I think it was, I personally, I love it. And I love playing dress up. I also sit around in my pajamas and sweatpants a lot too, but I thought it was very fun to share that little slice of my world, uh, with you. I, I loved it. I loved getting to see you kind of like come alive and, and really kind of, yeah, get, get your Rizzo stance on. I loved it. Yeah. I think Blanche just took on a whole new thing. Like Blanche can say a lot of things, but, but Blanche has been like showing up, you know, just like mentally I'm normally Blanche, but I went physical Blanche in just like a, oh, who is that? <laughs> it's, it's a weird world uh, to live in. You don't normally stop at a mirror when you catch yourself and go, okay, I like that hair. I mean, my God, just whatever. If it makes you happy, do it. Yeah. And listen, you know what else? Like, you know, I've talked about this on the show before. I talk about this in press a lot. I have tried, like, uh, implemented, and the, the pandemic was a different story. It was difficult, I think, for all of us. It certainly was for me. But I've always tried to, like, really kind of speak kindnesses about myself, speak positively about myself uh, out loud, and it disarms people. Like, when you're really confident and you're just, and I, I that's something that I always do is, like, I'll, I'll sit down and be like, look at that beautiful woman. Like, if I'm sitting in front of a, a, a mirror or something, with my, my, my glam people. And at first when people don't really know you, they're like, Oh my God. And I'm like, but why? Like we should be, we should be doing that. We should be saying that about ourselves. We should be kind of, and when you keep doing it, what I love is that it becomes contagious. And I, there's people in my life who I've done that in front of enough now that they'll do it about themselves. And I love it. I mean, it, I I hate the whole concept of conceited like the word conceited to me I think just needs to like disappear and go away like we should all think that we're all awesome and you know fierce and gorgeous and beautiful and all of those things and I know that's difficult for a lot of people and people struggle with that and it doesn't you're not a failure if you don't feel those things again it's a journey just just feeling even neutral about those things as I've talked about before I think is a win but yeah, I think normal normalize the self-confidence, man. Normalize it. I think it's only positive. I think that's really beautiful. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. All right. The next thing we need to touch on is anytime you and I get together, we always we, we often have a list of like here are the things we want to watch, here are the shows we need to get through, here are the things we want to do. And then we get together and something comes up that is completely out of left field that we have not thought about, prepared for, talked about anything. Yeah. And that becomes our like sole focus of that trip. This is yeah. like, <laughs> this is like traditional for us. Yeah. So with this trip, there was like so many things we've talked about, like lifetime movies. We've talked about like true crime stuff. There was so many things, but dear listeners, the thing that ended up becoming the trip obsession mm-hmm. for us was the Tory Spelling series True Tory, which aired in 2014 <laughs> when Dean McDermott, it went public that he had an affair yeah. and cheated on Tory Spelling. And they made this very gritty, very raw, some would say reality show. I would call it a doc series 
because I think it's a little more documentary than it is reality show, or that's how it feels to yes. watch. And the long story short is we have two episodes left of the of the two seasons that exist, and, and I don't know if we're going to get through them. That's the true shame. Yeah. In that point. One of the first times this happened to us, it was the season two Danny Duquette episodes of Grey's Anatomy. That's when that yeah. started. Uh, this is just what we do. And I kind of live for it because it's us in the moment. Yeah. It's it's yeah. whatever people we've become in that moment. This is what we need. And for some reason, I don't even remember how it started. I don't know if you mentioned something or we're like just like oh hey you should see this and then next thing you know it's like a season and a half later and we're like well we're obsessed with this now but I mean yeah I think it was I I referenced it in some way and then you hadn't seen it and then I started putting it on and it's for anyone who hasn't watched it it is unbelievable to watch and I think Christy can attest that it's like it's really something uh again like i said very gritty very raw but there's also some moments of like pure <laughs> com- inadvertent comedy like they went to see this healer <laughs> named guru singh and guru singh is like an interesting character there's times where they'll you know tori and dean would start to laugh and guru singh would be like ha ha like just kind of like what a puppet you what you think that like someone doing an impression of laughter would be Mm -hmm. but what like then you know there's a moment where like dean has a breakdown and starts crying and guru singh just goes there it is (laughs) (laughs) which i loved uh again like just what a character and i think one of my favorite moments is again we're giving so many shout outs to my sweet boyfriend, Spencer, uh, this episode, but he deserves them. Uh, but one of my favorite ones, because he's not a huge reality show fan, but he does get into documentaries with me. And so he kind of like was like, oh, what are you what are you all watching? And like we, we kind of sat down with us to watch some of the show. And then at one point turned to me and said, how do more people not know about this? <laughs> because it really is like it's extreme. Like, if, again, if you haven't watched it, I cannot recommend it enough. It is such an interesting, now some would say, you know, oh, that's, you know, we shouldn't be watching people going through those kinds of things. To that I say like, well, it was voluntary. But I would also say, I do think it's a very interesting look like at humanity. Like it's interesting to see people be that kind of open about those struggles and those challenges. I think that that's something we don't really see people do authentically. And I know, listen, still it's edited and all of the above. So there's always the question about how authentic could it be? But I don't know. There's some like scream crying, (laughs) ugly crying scenes throughout that I'm like, I don't think that was fake. You know? Oh, none of Tori's scream cries. Like there was a time where she went like there. I'm going to go so far as to call it primal. The scream that she does it was just my god like that i believe so i went like the first season i was like ah oh, i am team tory she seems so sweet i can't believe he would do this to her and then season 2 i'm just like they're both nuts <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know like i'm just i'm not saying she deserved what he did but like again i keep coming back to it for those who don't know tory spelling met her current husband Dean McDermott when they were shooting a movie 
And at the time, they were both married to other people, but they fell in love instantly to the point where they have openly admitted to having sex the day they met. They were both in marriages at this point. She didn't have kids with her husband, but he had a son with his wife at the time, and they were, like, in the middle of adopting another child. Yes. And so after this, then they were like, well, I guess we're leaving our spouses. So they left their spouses for each other. And then years later, oof, would you know, he cheated on her. And it's like, well, no shit, Tori. (laughs) He's got it. Like, that's just what he does. And don't be surprised. But her asking for, like, sympathy from his ex-wife in the moment of he's cheated on me. I know how it feels now. It's like, oh, that's never the move to make. Like, There were a lot of things where I was like, oh, I don't know what's happening. Next episode, you know, where you just, you can't stop yourself. You're like, I, I have to keep going. And you're right. They did. It was voluntary. Yeah. So it's on them for uh, choosing to put that out there in the world. I do believe when she was upset, she cries every episode. She's a very nervous person, so I understand that. She doesn't go, like, full screamy cry every time. But when she does, you're like, oof, I believe that. Her husband, however, goes very screamy cry a lot. And I don't believe a tear. I just straight up don't. He's just such a manipulative person. And I just, I don't, I just don't buy it. I don't buy it. I think he's playing her. I think. You know, I don't even know if they're still together at this point. I think they claim to be, but I don't really know. They do. I think they do. Yeah. Yeah. Up to the moment, I think that they do. I have always had like a real fascination with Tori Spelling. I don't, I don't really know why. I, I've loved her since Beverly Hills 90210. I had her Barbie doll. I guess it wouldn't be called a Barbie. I heard her. I don't know. It was a Barbie doll. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Anyway, I, yeah, I, I just always liked her for some reason. And, and as they got older, I was, I watched all of the Tori and Dean reality shows. I've read the majority of her books. No joke. I know people are like, what? It's a thing for me. There's just something about her. I find very compelling. I think her story is very compelling having this kind of extreme affluent, extreme Hollywood upbringing, which of course then culminated in in her dad sadly passing, but also her not really being left anything, having an, an a, you know tumultuous relationship with her mother. Uh, I think I think her father kind of assumed the mom would share the money with uh, Tori and her brother, and she kind of basically didn't. I just find it fascinating. I find her whole life fascinating uh and I say that with love like genuinely I I I I don't think not in like a negative or weird way I I really love her and I I I really do have a lot of respect for her that she wanted to kind of put that true Tory out there and do this thing that was different and in the moment and raw and very real because I think that's something that we don't really see I think that was really cool ultimately you know was that the best choice I, I can't begin to speculate. Again, I'm, I'm not there. I don't know. It does feel like it would be a lot to try and go through a cheating uh, issue on a marriage when at the time they had four children together, 
on a doc slash reality series. That being said, it was also very public. It wasn't like that was the reason they went public. Obviously, the 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 person that he had cheated with went public, and that kind of was the catalyst for all of this. It wasn't like they just decided about that on their own. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a wild ride, and and I uh, I love her. I I wish the best for her, and it's it's hard to tell from their socials right now what exactly is going on. Not that I spend my days wondering. I do, uh, <laughs> but you know. You know, it'll be. I, I'm very curious to see. Again, it it's a very interesting to me, a very compelling story. We have spent a lot of the last few days just browsing that social media, yeah, checking things out. Because she also, we were together April first, yeah, which was the day she posted the uh, claiming that she was pregnant with baby number six. So yes. there was a lot of like. A- investigative work trying to figure out if it was real or not and of course it did come out that that was not true and and she had posted it as a quote joke i know that a lot of people feel that those kinds of jokes are insensitive obviously people who go through fertility issues and and whatnot you know i have seen quite a few posts actually this year leading up to april fools with people basically saying like please don't post fake pregnancy things like it's it's so hard and and talking about it in that way I think feels glib to a lot of people who've gone through that so it was interesting to me that she went for it because there was part of me that really did believe her you know the photo looked really real and and I I kind of said like I don't know that she would fake this I don't know like and then of course she did eventually come out the next day I think saying it was fake it was also like a really long prank that she didn't kind of come out the same day and say this was a joke. But yeah, odd. It was a, it was an odd tone for her. I feel like she doesn't normally kind of take that tone on her socials. So that was interesting. And the fact that the it's still up, she didn't delete it. Even after yeah. all of the people like freaking out about it, she never took it down. Yeah. So, you know, long a, story short, choice. Tori, listen, we're great friends. So if you need some to expand your circle, we're here. We're ready to talk. <laughs> now, listen, this brings us, of course, to the big show, the story, the, the catalyst for this entire trip. <laughs> Obviously, it started this morning, which is, of course, the Kelly Clarkson show. We got up this morning. We got into glam. Mm-hmm. We got into our outfits. I, I do also want to give a quick shout out because there is a a, a a contingent of our fans. Obviously, we we refer to our fans as our true crew, and there is a contingent of the true crew who went above and beyond. They figured out that we were going to be in the Kelly Clarkson audience. They got tickets to be in the virtual audience, and there was a, a handful of them there today. Uh, uh, more than a handful. There was a group of them there today, yeah. which is so lovely. Yeah. So nice. It it was nice to come out because, I mean, you're backstage and they pull a thing open and you're just kind of shoved out. And it, it's just nice to come out in that moment and see a familiar face, you know, and see someone being super supportive. Although I don't know if the, <laughs> the regular audience would have been not supportive, but it was just exciting to see someone who actually genuinely knew who we were. <laughs> Was, I know, and it's a blur. Excited. It's a blur because you're, everything happens very quickly, and you're kind of walking, and you're trying to, but things aren't really registering. But like looking out and like 
seeing a couple of these faces that I was like, oh, oh my gosh, I know them, I know them, I know them. Like, it was just so beautiful, you know? And it's really, it's such a cool thing. You know, we started we started doing this podcast, obviously, for fun. And we still have fun, obviously, more than anything. But, like, this trip has been such a culmination of not only the podcast becoming very successful, which is such a joy, so successful again that that we're getting requests to go on different shows, but then also, you know, just the outpouring of support and love from our supporters and fans. It's just, it's just like, it's, it's so lovely. There's like not even any words. It's just like, it's the best. It's, uh, yeah, it's hard to put into words the whole idea of even being asked to do a talk show kind of blows my mind. Yeah. But also adding into that the fact that there are people who want to be there for that was very lovely. I also spoke with, there's an, I think, an Instagram little circle of people of the True Crew who have a have a chat going. And they had added us to the chat at one point. And I spoke with some of them before one of my flights when I was very nervous about the idea of flying. And they calmed me down. You know, they uh, they brought me to a good space so that I could fly, you know, without crying for once. And it was just it's just nice to know that they were there. It's nice to know that they're there always. But it was nice to know that they were there in the moment when I was having like my first face to face conversation with a celebrity <laughs> that that I that I know and love. You know, it was yeah. it was nice. In person, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and I think too, it's, it's, uh, we said from the beginning, you know, our, our kind of like dream and goal is to create a community of like minded people, you know, accepting people, people who are kind, people who are accepting, people who are just here and on board for positivity. And I know it's interesting because we're talking about true crime, which is also very, um, you know, not what you would describe as as positive, but it's just, it's such a, you know, I was relaying, we were were kind of like relaying this backstage today to uh, my publicist, uh, shout out Whitney Tancred, the, the best in the game. And I was kind of telling her about how, you know, there's, there's this amazing kind of community that's forming and all of these people who are like so lovely and supportive and positive and kind and 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 I was saying I was like you know it's it's just for me it's like that like surpasses that surpasses things that I even thought were possible in in a sense because to me it's like you know spreading joy is like a huge part of of why I do what I do and then I think that has extended to this podcast like I think a huge part of this is like yes we talk about true crime and and you do amazing research and deep dives etc but like you know ultimately I feel like our relationship and and the fun that we have and and what we bring to the show like spreading joy is like that's the best thing to me you know, especially it's a it being, I, I was a born court jester, you know, like to me, it's like my, my kind of lot in life is like, I want to make people laugh. I want to make people happy. I want to spread joy. And, and then when that kind of extends and it, it's bringing people together. So not only are you kind of like providing something that maybe is entertaining to people and, and bringing them joy, but then it's bringing people together. 
um, who are all lovely and, and positive and kind and, and these amazing people, like that's like a next level thing. Like, and I was saying this to Whitney and she, she started to cry. She was just like, she's like, that's like the most lovely thing I've ever heard. And it really is true. Like without exaggeration, I just think that, that this is such a special show and such a special endeavor and has become something that is so fulfilling I think on so many different levels it really is a gift to me in my life I have to say um to even just be a part of it's 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 really it's unbelievable but yes anyway so why don't you tell people how what it felt like for you you know again like I was trying to check in with Christy I also didn't want to like bombard her I also was like you know so I would I would kind of you know make comments but then stay quiet like like give us kind of like the rundown like we get into glam we get into clothes and then we're getting in the car to go there like what's going through your mind I was kind of a mixture between like please don't throw up please don't throw up and please don't pee your pants please don't pee your pants <laughs> because of course. the joke is the outfit I was in I there was no way I was going to the bathroom anytime soon and not quickly and I have here we go for it just a bit of a nervous bladder so if I'm nervous about anything sure. I'm like a tiny chihuahua I'm gonna pee constantly uh, and I can say that because I've now been around two tiny chihuahuas for the last yeah, uh, yeah in my few, home yeah. uh, few days and uh, I know that's how they work I was definitely like my big thing was like don't fuck up just don't fuck up don't do anything so that they have to like stop and like restart kind of a thing because I know it's not live thank god but like don't do anything that makes them be like okay let's take that let's just try that again uh, my biggest thing was also like for the love of god don't swear don't swear because this isn't the place for it uh, and I don't think I did I don't know it was a blur <laughs> Just the whole getting put into like a here's here's your green room at the back. You hang out here and then we show up and there's these lovely tote bags full of things, including the uh, cups that we're using tonight. Just again. Yeah. And it's just so many things in it. There's also a personalized note from her that's, you know, like, thanks for doing this so excited to have you here kind of thing and our notes were different to the like and personalized so it was a very specific like you know it's not just like thanks for coming Kelly like it was a very specific like to us kind of thing which kind of blew my mind and then there was like a bowl of snacks and it was <laughs> <laughs> it was like you can take a snack and I was like Oof. and my gut was like just open your purse dump in the snacks and go I did not take them all I I did take a a, a couple of chocolates <laughs> that one, one of which I could not resist and I did break into shortly after we got home because we didn't eat before we left because it was an early morning and by the time we had to go we just didn't have time so I had it afterwards but I have another one and that might be that's gonna go in my quarantine food bowl Although I'm going to look at it more like a food trough. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just, just it's just weird. Like you're there and all of a sudden there's a huge like it just like a huge banner that's like Kelly Clarkson shows in this studio. And like someone comes out and like a producer comes out or whatever and like walks you in. And the whole time I was like, shit, 
someone's going to stop me. Like someone's going to be like, mm, she can't bring her friends today. Like, you know, like I thought they'd let her on and I thought they'd be like, oh, this is as far as you go. And I would have been more than happy uh, to stand outside under the Kelly Clarkson banner and just wait. But it's such a weird thing. And then like a, a guy comes in and he's like, I'm going to put your mic on. And I'm just like, okay, great. <laughs> just this is an experience. Uh, and then we waited it for a while. I took a lot of photos inside that uh, that green room, which was very lovely and very welcoming. And then it was like, okay, well, you ready to go? I'm like, are we going? We're going. And then it's, well, you have to go over here and get photos taken. Uh, which, I mean, it had the fun, like, classic, almost like 80s background from, like, school, elementary school photo kind of thing. And then it was just like, we just need a couple photos because I don't know if they like post them online or on their website or whatever they do, but it's, we need a couple photos. And then it was like, oh, wow, that was really quick. Do you guys want to do some fun ones? And we're like, that's who we are. <laughs> so we're like, yeah. And in that moment, it was that, that moment where our brains came together and I just looked at Lauren and went, prom pose. And she just did a silent, Yes. So we just immediately. I had got already into, been thinking it. I yeah. was like, "Yes, this makes we need to do this." Yeah. Of course. So we got into prom pose. We did a couple other poses, and then as soon as we're done that, they're like, "Great, let's take you over here." And then it's like, just to let you know, when they say something, they're going to open this, and you're just going to walk out. And it was like, "Oh heaven, help me!" I'm in heels. They're not like tiny heels, so I was fine. But I, it, there were a couple of stairs. I'm like, "Well, here we go. Just don't shit your pants." And then it's when you get out there, sit on the, sit at this point, Lauren's here, you're here, whatever, it's going to be fine. And I'm like, all right. And then next thing you know, suddenly there's a loud noise and somebody's opening this thing, revealing, you know, all of our uh, beautiful true crew in the audience. And it was just like, okay. And suddenly, you know, Kelly Clarkson is just standing there <laughs> looking at you, inviting you to go sit on her couch. And you're just like, you just go sit on her fucking couch. <laughs> You just, you just have to, you have to do it. I, um, I, I, I did a, a very painful COVID test. I've done another, I did another COVID test to be, able, which was not painful at all, I might add, but I did another test to be able to go on Kelly's show because you have to have another test, uh, leading up to it. And I'm going to have to do another one at the airport and I'm going to have to do another one after I'm home and I'm going to not be able to physically see my children for two weeks and not be able to physically hold them for four weeks <laughs> so after all of that you just take all the energy you have and you're like well just do what it is and just go out there and talk to kelly clarkson because that's why you're here and it, yeah. it was a it was a real blur it goes fast yeah harry Con yeah she talked to harry connick jr before us but he was on like a monitor in his own home and then she was like, well, coming up next, Olivia Munn. And then so we're we're there. I thought, okay, we're done. We're going to get up and we need to leave. But then she like came over. She talked with us. She was very sweet. Asked about my kids. Like she was just very lovely. And then we had photos with her. I don't know what happened in that moment because my brain was just like, oh, I, what's happening? And then it was like, okay, we got to head backstage. And we, we get to that door where it opens for you to come out on stage but this time it's opening for us to go backstage and we come face to face with the very gorgeous Olivia Munn <laughs> and this dear listeners was the moment 
that I decided, okay, well, now I'm going to fangirl. I made it through meeting Kelly. I did my best. And we opened that door, and there stands Olivia Munn, who's like, you guys were so great. You look so beautiful. And I just went, <laughs> and stared at her, because in my head, I'm thinking, God, you know, like three days ago, <laughs> I watched Magic Mike for the first time, and and Livia Munn is in that, and I don't know if you know this or not, but she's topless in that. So yeah, that's all I could yeah, think yeah. about in that moment. And I was like, do not Gorgeous. tell. Yeah, I was like, don't tell Gorgeous. her that you saw that movie recently. I'm don't. glad you didn't. Well, I'm glad you didn't. I knew enough to reel it in, but I didn't know enough to know words. So she said a lot of things to us, and it was like, a, like a, it's nice to meet you, and I just... <laughs> and just... I just kind of had this thing like, wow... Olivia Munn. Okay. <laughs> Just didn't know what to say. And then, you know, ushered back to the uh, the green room where I just a full sweat. <laughs> that was my moment of like, okay, all of my nerves have hit a peak. I, w I just wasn't expecting. If I was told when you open that Olivia Munn's going to be back there, I may have been braced. But just the opening and it was she was right there and it was just I didn't know what to do with myself. And I think all of my nerves that I'd been storing up leading up to seeing Kelly just came out and I was just a full sweat and just kind of dying in that moment. But somehow I survived <laughs> to tell the tale. You did. And you did yeah. great. You did oh. great. Now, the funny part is, too, is that people would think, oh, OK, so you did that. And then that, that was the end of your day. Not even close. No. So there's also been a lot of requests for photos of us in general. People want photos of us in context of the podcast, which we don't have because we started this podcast last October 2020 in quarantine. Yep. So there was no pictures of us together in context of the show. And there's also going to perhaps be a magazine spread of us. Stay tuned again. Don't worry when that happens and we're allowed to talk about it. We will share it. But so what ended up happening was we did Kelly Clarkson and then it was like, well, let's get back to Ash's house because we got to do this photo shoot. And then we started to do a complete photo shoot. So we did a photo shoot in the looks that we were in in Kelly in an additional glam look. And then we also did a slumber party look. And so we spent a few hours doing this full photo shoot, which is very fun. So, so fun. But then my kind of push was let's do the photo shoot and then let's go right into recording the podcast because we're going to be riding on adrenaline and et cetera, et cetera. Long story short, I fell asleep. <laughs> exhausted just passed out on yeah. the couch for like two hours it will it was a long day because yeah. I mean, we were up very early doing the glam doing all of that and then you know like uh, the emotional and you know any anxiety about you know kelly clarkson and like the time that took and then it's well, back home, and now we got to do two hours of photos. Yep. And then at that point, I think it was like, okay, well, now we're going to have breakfast. Yeah. Because we hadn't eaten yet, and by this point, it was like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And then it was like, okay, well, we just need to sit for a minute before we get into the podcast. And that sit got a little lower down on the couch and just a little lower down. And then next thing you know, 
you're passed out. I, of course, my one of my favorite games to play, and it's not even really a game, is anytime you're around Lauren, when she falls asleep, you snap a photo because it always happens. Uh, it always wh- happens. Whenever we're always happens. just somewhere, and I just love when it happens. So I snapped a photo of her, and then next thing I knew, I was asleep. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So it was just, it w- it was a lot. And then we needed to take some time to rally to get ready for this. And then after that, we'll possibly record a last call for Patreon. And then I have to finish packing and then maybe squeeze in three hours of sleep. <laughs> we're going to have to talk about the last call tonight because I feel like this is getting, I mean, we're already at 1020 and we got to be up at four and she hasn't finished packing. Listen, yeah. we can talk about this when we're not recording the podcast, but yeah. it's a long story short, dear listeners, what we wanted to just share with you was this whole journey. Because listen, I have gone through a lot of press and and Hollywood pomp and circumstance in my time, but there is truly nothing more fun than bringing my best friend in the world into this world with me, giving her the full experience. That has been so much fun. Uh, I never anticipated that it would be with so many crazy caveats, again, because of the COVID of it all. Uh, So we also obviously had to share all of that. And uh, at the end of the day, we do it all because we love doing this show. And it was such an amazing opportunity to get to continue to promote the show in this way. And and the joke is, is that we talked about how like, oh my gosh, 10 days, that's going to be so much time. And, And it honestly feels like you've been here maybe three to four days at this point to me. It does not feel like 10 days. It flew. There was nowhere near enough time. If for no other reason than we did not finish uh, True True Tory, the uh, Tory and Dean 2014 special, which I could not get enough of. But yeah, honestly, it's it's just been, it's been so much fun. It's been so great getting to see you in person. Again, prior to now, we had not seen each other since October 2019. Yeah. What a gift. What a joy and what a gift. And I want to thank you officially, personally, publicly for going through everything that's required to make this happen because I think that this is really a beautiful thing that we did, a wonderful memory, and I, I could not be happier to have gotten to do it with you. Uh, there is no one that I would rather do this with. Bless it out. You say it feels like I've only been here for a few days. I agree However, if you look at the state of the room that I'm staying in, it looks like I've been here about six months. (laughs) She's left it in a state. Well, you're welcome to. You're welcome to stay. You're welcome to stay. Oh, I've already had brief moments of, uh, how many days can you push the the flight back? Because it's just, it feels like, yes, I've been here uh, a long time. But at the same time, I feel like we haven't had like, a, like a normal trip we would have a day or two we would have days of downtime to hang out where we're just like hanging out but that's the true joke is I fly out very early in the morning and when I get there I, my three days are booked because I have to watch uh, a very lengthy documentary for our next episode I will be re-watching this one and making promos for it I have some editing stuff to do so it's just like it's never gonna stop stop. and the really great part is the next time that I record will be yet another location for me because I have to we'll have to record while I'm in quarantine so yeah it's gonna be crazy well listen 
Christy has alluded to it, and I do need to say we've had a lot of requests for the next episode, for the next topic uh, we're going to cover. And of course, uh, I don't know if you want to tell the people, but we are very excited that the next episode of True Crime and Cocktails is, of course, going to talk about the very famous Netflix series, The Staircase. The Staircase. I know a lot of you have asked for it, so we cannot wait to cover that for you. Now, before we sign off, Christy, is there anything else you want to mention? Any any other points? Did I miss anything uh, in terms of the story of your journey? I mean, oh, man. I mean, we have covered the... <laughs> it's it's just so sad that there are the two things we can't officially outright say. Yeah. I kind of want to scream about. They'll They'll know as soon as we can tell them. They will. They will. And it will be a fun surprise. And I wish we could give teasers on that, but there's not really much legally we can do yet. Exactly. But you're going to love it, is the point. Yes. Ah, God. I mean, this has just been, what a whirlwind. And I love that it's not even close to being done. (laughs) Because there's a We're just getting started, baby. There's a long way to go. But I just want to say, like, obvious shout out to my husband, for just wrangling in those kids dealing with it he works full-time and then also is you know he's been having to cook for them he's been having to deal with laundry which I know is his least favorite thing in the world we have a deal where he will go take them laundry downstairs and switch it between washer dryer but I'm the one who folds it and puts it away because he can't stand it he has had to do that for, for the last week and he'll have to do it for the next couple of weeks because I can't do it for until I'm out of quarantine I mean he also has had to like step up and do grocery shopping which he hates did I leave him a little duotang that he has referred to as his bible where I write down like everything he could possibly want to know like I sent him a grocery list and was like here's what you should get and then edit it based on what we have in the cupboards and stuff I've made meal plans. I had to, I hate doing meal plans. I always make a two-week meal plan before I go grocery shopping. I hate it so much, but it's just, it helps me when I go to make dinner. I had to make a six-week meal plan <laughs> so that he would have all of his meal plans ready uh, for while I was gone. So he, because he also has to make dinner while I'm home, but in quarantine. Uh, so it's been uh, a real journey. I think my favorite part was the part of the Bible that I wrote, uh, just listing off what he should include in the kids' lunches because he doesn't normally make it for school. So that was a fun part. I also meant to draw him a photo of how our youngest prefers you make a rap. <laughs> he is very specific about it. I did not draw it. I forgot about that. But he did. Uh, I did make him watch me make a few so that he'd have an idea I'm sure it's fine he's a fairly easygoing kid uh he's just he's just judgy I'll say it he's not he's not picky he's judgy so if you make him something he will go "Ooh, you forgot the pepperoni you know or he'll just (laughs) he'll he'll eat the entire thing happily and then just go "Mm, didn't have this in it and you're like okay I get it and you're only five and you're gonna be a nightmare someday but uh, also a shout out to your dear boyfriend for taking on this hurricane like a champ. The first person to ever take us both on for that length of time because we've never had, ever we've never had this ever. length of time. Yeah. 
Yeah, since ch- since childhood, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and just came through with flying colors. Lovely gentleman. And you, I can't start because, <laughs> because then it'll be a whole thing because oh, I'm getting on that plane full ugly cry. I feel it already. Just, just a thank you to you for making all of this happen, opening your home. I <laughs> don't know if I can get through most of this especially wearing the coat which still has a tag in it because i'm gonna try and convince you to, t- to you're uh, keeping to get- the fucking coat <laughs> just deal with it it's yours now <laughs> i like when you start getting uh sweary with me because this there's been a lot of this week where i've called you mom because there's like would you like something for breakfast and i'm like i'm good you should eat no, I'm I'm good for right now. Okay, well, I'm just going to make a quick thing. If you just want to have a bite, it's up to you. I'm not going to push it. And it just turned into the point where she would do something and I would just go, oh, thanks, mom. And in no judgment or joke, really, just to the point of, because no one's going to take better care of you than that lovely lady right there. This yeah. is, it's been, it's been just a, a joy from day one. I would quarantine with you for six months. If it was a thing. Ditto. Just a lovely journey. I just, you've made all of this happen. And I don't know how much more I can get through <laughs> through that without Listen, just completely you did great. breaking down. Of yeah. course. You did great. Yeah. It's a joy. It's it's a dream. More than a joy is a dream. Uh, I'm so happy you were here. I'm so happy we got to do all of this together. It's such a, a, a true, true joy and love in my life uh, i could not be happier um so yeah thank you for 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 going above and beyond for for doing all these things jumping through all these hoops spending this time away from your family i appreciate it so much i value this time with you so very much and i know that all of the true crew all of our listeners are going to be so happy also that 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 you did it and that we we have these very amazing uh appearances upcoming it's uh it's gonna be i'm excited to see when things come out obviously by now kelly clarkson will have come out because it comes out in just a matter of days which is crazy and then the other things will just uh we just gotta tease a bit for a while exactly again Pay attention to our social channels at True Crime and Cocktails on Instagram and Facebook at Not Detectives on Twitter. Again, check us out on Patreon if you have not yet. True Crime and Cocktails, patreon.com slash True Crime and Cocktails. And of course, there's our website, www.truecrime.com. I got so close to the end. You were so True Crime and Cocktails.com. There it is. Uh, and make sure, again, you go to Todd Kern's YouTube channel. His official YouTube channel will, of course, feature all of the Todd Dammit Kern's Talks to His Friends episodes, including mine, which is up now and streaming. So check that out there. He is just a delight and a joy and truly made one of my biggest dreams come true so there you go again the next episode of true crime and cocktails is going to cover the staircase for so stay tuned for that christy do you want to say good night to the people good night people christy's signing off good night everybody
Ever wanted to hear from the neighbor at 9 Cloverfield Lane? Or what if I told you that Dr. Loomis's worst patient wasn't Michael Myers? I'm Adam Peacock, host of the podcast My Neighbors Are Dead. Join me each week as I talk to the lesser-known characters from your favorite horror films. Each week is an all-new, fully improvised journey into the unknown, featuring friends and luminaries from the worlds of comedy, horror, and beyond. New episodes every Tuesday on Campfire Media. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Campfire. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500.